It's the Redirect Podcast. Search industry research, discussion, and analysis from the Black Truck Media and Marketing Headquarters. And now, redirecting you to the Black Truck Team. Welcome to episode 19 of the Redirect Podcast. It's Friday, October 13th. 2017. I'm Jason Dodge, founder of Black Truck Media and Marketing, joined once again by the entire team, Ashley. Uh, Ashley and Patrick is back this week. Uh, so welcome back, Patrick. Good traveling, to be here. Traveling <laughs> to our nation's capital, taking in all the sights and sounds. Yeah, I took my five-year-old and three-year-old and my wife in the car and left at four in the morning and <laughs> made it to Washington, D.C. by... Three o'clock. That wasn't too bad. Dang. It really, it really wasn't bad. We we handled it all well. We did one stop, one long stop, one short stop, and awesome. Everyone cooperated. <laughs> Good. There. Um, now you get the humanistic side of yeah. black truck, and yeah. not just all so work. So we, we see things and do things. We're not just <laughs> just doing podcasts. Uh, <laughs> all right, Pat. So, so you got you yeah. got lead off here. Today, I'll jump off so. here. So um, I grabbed an article that was published a couple days ago, uh, the tenth. Search engine land, and Apple has just announced that they're expanding their search ads uh, into Canada, Canada, Mexico, and Switzerland, and that caught my eyes. Like, what search ads? And I looked into it a little bit further, and it's in their app store. It, oh, okay, so it's app. It is in app in M app store. Mm. It's ads in the app store. Okay, and I so I, I I didn't know much about those. I've seen them. I know you and I have had quick yeah. brief offline conversations about that and um, just did a little bit digging because I know that I've toyed myself with ads um, via Etsy and other the online marketplace mm-hmm. and I uh, wanted to see what ha- how it worked here um, I thought it was kind of interesting if you if you jump into it uh, Apple will throw a um, hundred dollar credit at you nice uh, but again that means you have to have an app that you're, you're selling mm-hmm. this is this is outside our wheelhouse because we don't really have any clients right now that are touting an app no, we've done and, and any work that we've done in that space really has been more um, ASO app store optimization or right. app app optimization, right. um, which is a whole other gosh, yeah. it's a whole other talking point in and of itself. And we, I think, we actually even learned a lot in a couple of the scenarios we went through there. So this is primarily what you're saying is is advertising an app. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's in app store advertising for right. Promoting an app. Yeah, so think about it like AdWords in your SERP, mm-hmm. um, except there's only one ad. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, so you can own top. the space. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah you, there's only one ad at the top. Yep. Um, and you'd have no control over the content of the ad. You Ooh. bid on keywords only, and there's some other uh, metrics that you can... To work on like your audience and whatnot, but you can't do uh, you can't do exclusions right. of content type like you would even in the display network. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no creative, Google, no creative allowed. It's just it's all based. The ad itself is written based off of um, what it's pulling off of the app listing. Wow. Yeah, wow. Um, which which we also know as a sidebar, your app listing is not something you have to set and forget. So if you're looking for a little hack item there. Uh, you can update the the title of mm-hmm. your app if you want it to appear for certain things. That's not something static. You can go ahead and modify that, but I'll, yeah. I'll digress. So yeah. That's a way to hack that ad system, there too. Go. <laughs> there you go. That's a good point. Um, so it, it linked... So there was a brief article only saying that it's expanded into these other countries, and it linked to 
um, a more in-depth review that was also on search engine land that was published back at the beginning of August. And so I read through that and it was uh, based on the, the UK. It had been available out there. It's been out there for, um, at the time this was written, five months. Um, hmm. And it broke it down a little bit more about um, click-through rates, uh, cost per click, or sorry, they call it um, CPT, cost per tap, mm. which oh, I wow. think is Apple speak. <laughs> it's their own terminology because <clears throat> they've got to be Apple. What uh, kind of revenue is Apple generating from their ad from their ad platform? Does do, does anybody it, disclose it, it all? Didn't, it didn't get into that. I didn't. I didn't go that far down the the worm here, but the wormhole, but. Um, I thought was kind of interesting is that 30% of people that download your app then delete the app. Mm. So they're losing out on chances for further revenue for in-app purchases. Uh, it was really kind of interesting. I think the article was written by somebody who is um, a company that might focus on app-based platform oh, okay. businesses. And so um, it, it made it sound like she, one of the lines in here was that um, mobile browsers are dead. I read that line, and I thought that was kind of silly. Really? Yeah. Really? Because um, I'm sorry that I'm not pulling out the actual quote here, but... Um, That's a great one to pick apart. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, let's go. Uh, okay, 90% of time on mobile devices is spent within apps. So that means ten, only 10% of the time you're using, like, for example, an Apple Safari. So um, 90% 90% of the, so hmm. what, what that means is 90% of the time spent in app... Which means 90% of your in-app time is spent wasting it on Facebook. <laughs> well, you know, if, if you get down to the nitty-gritty, it's look at every single different thing you're using yeah, on your it, phone. Yeah, exactly. This no, is kind of, everything except for Safari or Chrome, you know, it's, <clears throat> it's all those things. But that doesn't account for the fact that um, your, your banner ads, or banner ads, your um, display ads are still marketing in these places. Yeah, no, and I mean, think about it. You've got, um, even if, uh, so I'm an Android user. You guys are the, I'm, I'm going to say I'm the token Android user. You guys are the, mm -hmm. our full Apple product. Um, you know, so what, what do I mostly use? And let's take a poll. So I mostly use Gmail app, uh, Instagram app, uh, Facebook app, Messenger from time to time uh, in Google Hangouts, so mm -hmm. primarily the Google suite of, of app products, right? And then and then Chrome. Certainly, I'm I'm doing you know research right. and things like that. But I, I would say, yeah, I guess I'm primarily doing doing in app work. Right. I suppose. Right. What about you guys? Yeah, I would say social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, yeah where where you guys are the Twitter people, I I'm, I'm over on the Reddit side. Um, so I use Reddit, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I use the uh, Apple News a lot. Mm. It's, that's my newspaper, and I read mm. the newspaper a lot. Mm. So I use the Apple <clears throat> Apple News quite a bit. Um, and then um, the Google app, yeah. which can be yeah. mistaken for browser, but it's not a browser. It's an app. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. But, you know, all those, most of those can be remarketed to via AdWords. Mm -hmm. Or um, Facebook ads. Yeah. You know, Facebook covers Facebook and Instagram. You know, it's, so it's, it's not... It was written skewed, and I thought it was interesting, uh, not knocking that industry at all. It's, it's a place for it. And, um, um, it, it, again, this article gets a little bit more in-depth, and it was more of an education process for me, and I wanted to just kind of touch on that and, and have that quick surface-level conversation with you guys about it. And 
it's a whole different area that we're not really playing with at all. Yeah, uh, it's not it's not really a space that we that we play right. for. Right, because it's a different market, and I feel it it it, it pointed out some flaws and some positives and uh, the different elements that you can do with it and app. I think that's relevant to say that thirty percent of apps that get downloaded get deleted because you're done with them. I know I'm guilty of that. I'll, I'll temporarily use an app for different functions mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. events or uh, to get a promotion of some sort. Yep. Or it turns out to just not do what I thought it was going to do and mm-hmm. it's out yeah. the door. Yeah, and I know I know from an app store perspective, I know I know Apple generates a significant amount of money through their app store. I think uh, twenty quick search twenty sixteen revenue tops twenty eight billion. Wow. In their app store, mm-hmm. um, I, I would be curious what their what their advertising revenue yeah. is that comes out of that too. Oh, so. another thing I thought was interesting too is you can build a remarketing <laughs> audience through what's something called iTunes Connect. So if um, you have you use your iTunes account and it's your iTunes account is also going to be tied to your um, Apple Store account. Mm. It, then you can build remarketing. So then you can That's remarket great. it with ads on uh, through iTunes. So remarket remarket your services yeah. inside of iTunes. Then mm-hmm. so not just app, right? Not just app remarketing. Mm, fascinating. Hmm. That's good. Cool. I like that little shift from the normal uh, mm-hmm. from the normal discussion of search, but very very much related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, I was trying to find a segue, and there was one at one point, and I lost it. But <laughs> my my little topic for today is one that we've visited multiple times before on the podcast. Um, so smart speakers, smart devices. Um, there is a new report that came out from NPR and Edison Research. Mm. Um, so they surveyed over 1,600 people. About half of them were not um, smart device owners, and about 800 our owners, they own at least one Google Home or, or one Amazon Alexa. Um, let's see. So m- most of those surveyed who owned a device had an Alexa. Um, 76% had Alexa only. 16% had Google Home only. Hmm. And, and 8% owned both. I thought that that was pretty hmm. interesting. Um, and I think, I, I didn't jot down the stat, but um, I think it was like 18% of device owners um, had three or more of the devices, which is crazy. Oh, interesting. And so they even like, like super users. Yeah. So this mm-hmm. report even broke it down. Like, you know, what rooms do you have a device in? What, where is your, your, your main device? What room is it in? Mm. Um, that sort of thing. So it got pretty detailed. Um, I was hoping that it would have a little more information specifically about search. Not so much, but, um, so it broke down people's um, degree of use on a scale from heavy, which they, um, they categorize as 11 or more regular tasks performed with the device, and then light would be 0 to 1 regular tasks, um, and then they measured what people use the devices for the most. So, let's see, respondents indicated they used their devices most for music, 91%, weather, 90%, and then the next biggest category was asking a general question, which is where I think the web search function comes in. Mm -hmm. And that's um, 88%. Um, Then there were other things like controlling devices, checking the news or time, checking the traffic, and then like personal assistant functions, like adding something to your calendar or a shopping list, that sort of thing. So the personal assistant was lower on the the list. Interesting. Um, So 
They asked um, what was a reason that you wanted a smart speaker, and 87% of people said to ask questions without needing to type. So I, I think that's, you know, that's tying in the search function here, too. Um, of course, not everything that you ask a device is going to be related to web search, but I would say probably I, a lot of it is. Yeah. And then um, other reasons were to hear better music than what's on the radio and then to replace an old stereo and radio. Mm -hmm. um, and there were some other stats related to audio. Um, let's see. 70% of respondents said they're listening to more audio since getting the speaker. So, I mean, this is getting away from search a little bit, but if you're the kind of person who does, like, Pandora ads or something like that, oh, I mean, mm -hmm. this is money, right? And then, um, going along with other behaviors, 57% um, have ordered an item through their smart speaker. What was that stand 57%. I would be really fascinated to sit in a room and watch somebody go through mm -hmm. that process and, and try to understand. Make a purchase. To how, how they're going to go through and make a purchase with yeah. that. And and, um, and exactly what app is it that is being utilized? Is it, is it Amazon? Is it Google Shopping? And what are you buying that you're talking to your device with? Is it yeah. staple goods? Is it, I mean, you're certainly I, making some assumptions, but again, going back to like just my hunch of like, you're not buying a car, right? Like you're not buying super high, high end things, but... I can arrange that. <laughs> I um, the the place I stayed over the weekend in DC stayed with um, <clears throat> relatives out there. They're they're a smart home. Um, oh, it would be interesting yeah, to see how yeah, uh, what their take is on it. Maybe we'll it do was, a study on it. It was a weekend experience, uh, you know, so it wasn't typical um, like weekly type chores and duties. It's a family mm -hmm. uh, with three children, uh, wild and crazy. They have a, like a the main living area is a big living room, dining room, kitchen area, mm -hmm. in on the kitchen island which is kind of centralized, was a, um, the Echo. Oh, okay. Or Alexa. It was the tall, skinny one. So, but it was the yeah. Amazon. The Amazon. Yeah, the Amazon. Amazon product. Yeah, right. I, I guess I should specify. So when I say Alexa for this report, they were yeah. they counted either whether it was the Dot or the yeah. Echo yeah. or whatever. So um, in my experience there, it was a little bit of music when someone questioned, like, what was that one song that one time? And, like, they would ask Alexa, and they got it, never listening to the whole song. The second most popular use was to dim the lights. Mm -hmm. They had it's, yeah. connected it's, home. A, it's a new home. It's a newer home, so the light switches and everything is all tied in through the Wi-Fi system. And yeah. So they say, Alexa, kitchen lights ten percent, and it would dim the lights. It was neat. It was it was neat. But I was there for three days, and it was light usage. Light. I would be I would be curious. I think the smart home usage is that's the part I'm most fascinated about. Even being uh, digitally driven, I'm not overly. Um, I'm not inclined to go and order anything by voice just yet. Yeah. I am very fascinated. I, I took part in the, the Google, um, the, the products release because they just released a, a ton of the new products there. That was, was that two weeks ago? And, um, with the mini device, I mean, it's super great price point at like $49. It comes with a pixel two now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or vice versa, probably, you know, right. other, other way around. Um, but the fact that Google owns Nest and uh, and the Nest Cam and things like that, and they, if you have multiple Nest Cams, and think about it, like you're working in your office at home, and you're like, mm -hmm. hey, you know, okay, Google, who's at the who's at the front door, or whatever the name of the camera is, it can show it to you on your screen, mm -hmm. show it to you on your phone or on your on your TV with Chromecast, um, or 
just simply telling the thing that it's time for bed and it does it brings all of your lights down mm. and it brings mm-hmm. your thermostat down and everything i'm very fascinated by that i wouldn't i'm not a i'm not a tin foil hat <laughs> tin hat wearer right. but I mean, I'm a little skeptical from the security right. side of yeah. things, and I think everybody is, but at the same time, I think we all, to some degree, turn a blind eye to it, check agree on those terms and conditions, and just keep rolling like it's nobody's business. Mm-hmm. That's where I get into the whole buying behavior that I really want to know is like, hmm, what are you really yeah. buying? Like, and is it reorder? Is it is it have shipped? Reorder milk, I, you know? If you're a it, big Prime user, I can see it being beneficial. It, yeah. I'm going to ask my sister-in-law if she purchases. And if she purchases, I'm going to ask her to um, use her phone to record a session of her making a purchase. If it doesn't give away any valuable information. Yeah. Um, and if she would be interested in sending it to us, and then maybe we can yeah, that'd be great. dissect it from there. Cool. Yeah, the, That's good. the report that I'm referring to touched on a lot of the topics that came up in, hmm. in the conversation cool. just now. So um, I guess the thought that I'll leave you on is that 61% of smart speaker owners agree that having your smart speaker is like having someone to talk to. Oh, oh my God. What was that movie? What was her, the movie that came her out with Joaquin? <laughs> I mean, what a great role for Joaquin yeah. Phoenix, but, uh, you know, uh, groundbreaking. It was groundbreaking. So, with, who was the actress? Oh, uh, I don't know. We're going way off topic. Scarlett, but, yeah. They, yeah. they wouldn't let her be uh, nominated for an Oscar oh, because she wasn't actually in the film. Oh, that'll change, yeah. too. Yeah. That'll change eventually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> So I'm going to I'm going to bring this one back to something that we touched on uh last week Patrick you weren't here and it was like it was really kind of fresh fresh news um the the change that Google put into effect with on the AdWords side of the team so Google AdWords uh put into effect it was October 4th on um, the the fact that they were going to spend up to two times your daily ad budget mm-hmm. Two times your budget um, and impact. So uh, I wanted to make sure that since that was really fresh kind of at the time of our recording our last podcast, I really didn't get time to kind of maybe deep dive into it. And Mm -hmm. I don't think the industry did. And it's very easy to make knee-jerk reactions and get really pissed and be like, oh, damn, Google, what are you doing again to us? Especially in the PPC world, Um, you know, imposing something on us and not, not being prepared for it. But... Um, you know, so the change went into effect October 4th, and I think it's good to remember, like, there's absolutely no opting out of this, right? So you're just, we're just automatically thrusted into it. It is, however, completely from at least my perspective, and I think there's others that share this, this same thought, that it's totally a play on the increased use of machine learning. Hmm. This is, this is 100% an increased use of machine learning in their processes. So, so early on, it's, it's very easy to play like armchair quarterback and sit here and be like, that's not the play I would make. And, and all they want to do is spend more money and it adds their bottom line. Okay. It's very easy to say that, but then let's take a step back and think about the machine learning aspect of it. And if, if, you know, let's say four out of the seven days are very highly trafficked, why wouldn't you, as a PPC manager, want to try and capitalize on that mm-hmm. and want to take advantage of that and try and spend as much as possible and stay in front of your audience? Especially if it was things like, you know, if if you were a roof repair company and there was a massive storm that happened, 
and, and you have an evergreen campaign that's going around, you know, roof repair or storm damage, and all of a sudden that's that hot ticket item, and those are hot searches, and yeah, so what? It, it, it doubles that daily budget, but man, that doubling down really did good impact mm-hmm. as regards to your brand and mm-hmm. potentially leads. So that all said, um, Search Engine Land did come out with a really great explainer article. I think they, they have probably one of the best ones out there. I'm still waiting. I think somebody, um, I think uh, WordStream will probably update their posts. I'm waiting for uh, like the folks at Hannapin Marketing with PPC Hero and stuff to kind of really give their their take on it too. I've been monitoring conversations from the PPC chat on Twitter, but um Top points is that that really what this does, and, and Search Engine Land does a good job at outlining it, we'll link to it, is it's really aimed at accounting for those daily fluctuations that I just talked about. So if your ads aren't showing up because of low traffic, then they're going to make up for that by showing them more when the traffic is higher. So if four out of those seven days that traffic's higher... Let's rock and roll and really, really hammer on those. If those other other days are are low, we're not going to show it. Mm. It's concerns with that. So previously, you know, Google had the overspend threshold of twenty percent, so we could go twenty percent up and down. Um, and we've seen that. We've seen campaigns on a daily basis where they will underspend easily, sometimes well over twenty percent, and then we'll see it go the other direction the next day. So that's a really valid, valid point. Um, Campaigns that run continuously throughout the month, so no daily budget changes, basically saying that an advertiser will not be charged more than the monthly budget limit. So so it's your daily budget times 30.4 days in a month. That's your average. Um, If the campaign does exceed the monthly uh, budget, uh, you'll be credited for those over deliveries at the end of the month. Oh, interesting. So it's a little bit kind of like putting taxes in an escrow. I'm paying mm-hmm. into it so that you can manage it. And then, I mean, I have a little bit of an issue with that. But, you know, as long as I'm getting credit for that, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, Credited over that potential? Over that month, month, yeah. 20% of fluff? No, no, no. Two times your daily okay. spend. Right? Mm. Um, over the, so campaigns that do not run over an entire month, advertisers will be responsible per, for paying for that over delivery. So... While Google says this is highly uh, unlikely that it actually happened, that's going to be the one that I want to come back to and we'll talk about here in a minute. But um, in addition to changing your daily budget, so if we go in as a PPC manager and you change your daily budget spend, there are three other changes that can trigger the monthly budget limit to reset. Mind you, I'm talking about monthly budget here, not two times the daily spend, Mm. right? Mm. That's changing the campaign end date. So if you bump that out, changing the ad delivery mode, or choosing a different time zone for the AdWords account. Those can all throw things into a little bit of flux. So uh, Search Engine Land did a great job at mapping out, like, I think there's like four or six different scenarios, like an evergreen campaign that's always running, um, to um, that has like updated budgets and it's continuous. Um, but the biggest impact is really on those short-term campaigns, like really quick sprint. We're going to spend 10 grand inside of two weeks and really hammer this out. Those are going to be the ones that are going to be the most impacted mm-hmm. because 
it's two times the daily spend when in essence we're, we're focusing as like, what's our total nut that we're trying to crack yeah. in it. that time period. Yeah. yeah, You're going to be on the hook for that two times spend. So you really have to watch it. So those are the campaigns that you really have to watch. And as a PPC manager, when you're working to set that up, you're, you're pacing it out in accordance with whatever that budget is. But Google's going to view it as the, the monthly allocation, meaning they're going to take liberty and, and, and bump that up two right. times if they need to. So, you know, one solution totally for the advertisers say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to bid that. I'm going to go half that budget because I know Google's going to spend it two times. Well, it's that's it's exactly, it's not the case. Not and the you case. could shoot yourself right. in the foot because right. if in that two week sprint of the month, that's weak time and that's low budget, yeah. like or low impression, low performance, yeah. then you're just not, you're not going to get the run out. Right. Or your content isn't as strong as it could be. So therefore it's not getting the, the impression share. Exactly. Exactly. So I think there's still, there's still so much to be, to be learned for, from this. Um, I'm going to keep an eye out on our campaigns and see if we see it happen somewhere. And then when we do see it happen, I really want to dig into it and study it and see what happens. Yeah. I have not, I have not seen where it, um, where where it's come up yet? I went right. through and kind of audited uh, at a at a broad stroke, uh, top level perspective, all of our campaigns. I didn't see anything since the fourth that made me believe like, ooh, that's up two times. Yeah. Or, ooh, that's a significant. And it's, it's rolled out at this point. Yeah, it was yeah. immediate. Okay. You know, the big thing was is that Google maybe didn't announce it as nicely and <laughs> in typical Google yeah. fashion, much like the AdWords updates, like right. support. There isn't support for the new AdWords mm-hmm. layout. I mean, there's still support documentation. Pat and I were talking about it earlier. That dates back to like 2012 or 2015. That's like, come on, Google, can you can wow. you help us out here? So, um, so it's it's interesting to see if things like campaign total budget will roll out because we know that that's available in video campaigns only. Um, so if you've got a fixed start and a fixed end date, there's a campaign total budget that you can spend that you can set. Um, I'm I'm kind of with the the author of of this article here, uh, Ginny Marvin. Um, you know that would be great to see that rolled out across all different campaign types um, to be able to say if we started on this date and we started on and ended on this date that this is our total budget that mm-hmm. that we need to spend. And, and then, yeah, totally, Google, if you want to spend two times that between between start and end date on a daily basis, then, yeah. then fine, because that's what your machine is saying. But um, The machine you know, is also saying that if you're going to qualify for this double spend, that means that it's going to be a quality double spend for you. I, you, would, you would hope, right? I mean, right. because as, as PPC managers, that's a really our job is making sure that we're making obviously the most efficient, effective use of those ad dollars because we can. There's no other advertising medium out there that's going to allow for that. But but the last thing you want to do, whether you're in-house or agency side, is go to your boss and be like, yeah, so that budget, yeah, Mm -hmm. we spent that by... Two times. That's not just like, oh, 5%, even 10%. Like, if you came to me and you're like, yeah, we spent double that budget, I'd be like, yeah, you did what? Yeah, you're, you're given two grand to spend. I'm like, yeah, because I'm yeah. spent four grand. Yeah, I would be, I would be really, really, uh, I'd be really concerned with that. So that stuff's still going to roll out. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, I think you know, Google did update a Q&A uh, section 
we'll make sure we link to that here. Um, so if you are uh, if you are in the AdWords space, you know by all means check that out. So hmm. it's going to get interesting. <laughs> the ever changing landscape. So yes. uh, with that, I think we'll end this episode of the Redirect Podcast. Until next time, good luck and carry on. This has been the Redirect Podcast. Check out the show notes at blacktruckmedia.com and add us on iTunes and Stitcher.